Aw, oh, shit. I'm lagging balls. That's right. Lagging balls. Your community-focused World of Warcraft podcast. For the people, by some people. With your hosts, Thorn and Fist. Hey, ballers, how are you? Um, I think it's a kind of stupid to ask questions like that on a podcast, considering they can't answer you. They, they can, too. Listen. I don't hear anything. Is this like an episode of Dora the Explorer? Listen harder. Okay. Are you fucking with uh, me? Like, honestly? Uh, just relax and open your mind. Here. Lean over to me. Maybe you can hear it better. Okay, but I don't think this is... <laughs> I hate you! I hate you! You're an animal! <laughs> Your mother's an animal! Okay. Chew your food! You're an animal! <laughs> oh, shit! I just got water all over myself. <laughs> Moving right along. Alright. Um, this week we have uh, the third installment of Just the Tip with Understand. We're going to talk about uh, tanks. <laughs> So that's like the best title for a segment ever. Yeah, and you just thought of it today, so oh, that's great. It's beautiful. What's... I don't know how, long, how it took us this long. Anyway. No idea. Roll it. Welcome back to the show, first of all, buddy. Yes, welcome back to the show, yeah. I understand. This Thank is our you. third installment of That's right. Overwatch Hero Tips. Yes, it is. Just the tips. I'm excited. We call this segment just, just the tips with understand. All right. I like that. Rolls off the tongue. That's what she said. So, um... <laughs> This is exciting for me because I usually play tank or heals, so now that we're finally getting into the tank and support area, I'm excited because yeah. I'll have more of an opinion on this podcast that I talk on. <laughs> Always a good thing. All right, let's jump right in with D.Va. Yes. All right, so D.Va is a... Uh, she's not a tank. Let's put it there. She's not there to be in your front line. She's there to be your flankers, be harassing the supports and the Widowmakers, and all the stuff like that. She's not that good with leading a charge, because once her defense matrix is off cooldown, her head hitbox and her mech is very large, so people can just shred you, and you're large and bulky and can't really move out of the way. So that's not fun. No. But she's more to be like an off tank for your other tank, to be going through disrupting having your team push in once you once you started disrupting the enemy team and making them run around and pushing them around and all that fun stuff. Yeah, she's very good at countering your Widowmakers and other squishier heroes. She's also that the perfect moment where you just like delete a Pharah's alt just by pressing E is a, <laughs> is a wonderful feeling. Oh, that's uh, spectacular. I hope everyone experiences this. <laughs> but um... My tip for her is, um, I wish I had visual, visual representations on this podcast, but I'd recommend looking at videos. Um, when you we don't really boost... want to see your penis. Thanks, though. Oh, he... that's, that's not what I was doing. Thorn, just let me explain, okay? <laughs> okay, so, when you boost and then Q to get out of your mech, everyone knows that it flies forward. But what you can do to surprise the enemy team is let's say you're on Temple of Anubis and you know that little ditch that has the big health pack under the second point? Mm-hmm. 
you can aim your mech at the wall, turn on your boost, press Q, and your mech will be boosting and it will be slowly rising up the wall, and then at the last second it will go over the side and it will surprise everyone at the last second. Surprise! Yeah, exactly. So I'd recommend looking at <laughs> YouTube videos to find secret little uh, spots where you can use her alt effectively like that. It's extremely dirty, but uh, you gotta win somehow, right? Dirty Diva. Definitely. Plus, like, I've played Diva a number of times, um, but never for too long because I'm not very good at her. So I find myself in that situation where I'm not <clears throat> contributing a lot to the team. And then when I do let those alts off, I, I've, I don't think I've ever had an alt that has killed more than two people. I just... People are getting good at hiding at it, uh, hiding from it now, or maybe I'm just not being very slick about it and I'm just throwing it out in the open. And I don't know. I need to be better at that, so I'll check that out. Yes, especially when you get into high-ranking matches, killing people with Diva's alt is incredibly important. But at that point, you have to look at it sort of like a crowd control ability. Using your alt to throw it on a point so your team can get onto the point and make some room, you know? Yeah. Found it better to like to start doing your ult before you throw it, so they have less time to scramble. Because yeah, as soon sure. as you say nerf this, everybody runs away. So just just start start it, and then throw it at the very last second. And they don't. It is just well as long as they don't know which way it's coming. But I guess for that's, sure, for sure. That's true for like a lot of ults, though. Like you have to try to not be completely obvious with your yeah, your ults, like, like your you'll your see the reaper ult. Like the reapers just like wraithing into the middle of a group and yeah. it's like, what are you gonna do? I don't oh, know. <laughs> <laughs> and yet I still get killed by it. Oh, like when Hanzo yeah. like makes his snakes down the road in Gibraltar and you're like, well, down the road, huh? It's Where? just a sidestep out of the way. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Good job. In where? Where? Gibraltar. <laughs> yeah, that place. <laughs> I think that's my favorite oh. map because you say it that way every time. Yeah. Hey, little Gibraltar. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so you, but, have a, um, you have a tip for us? Yeah, um, my wall tip was one of them, but the other one was... I see a lot of fair or fairs, a lot of uh, divas when they break out of their mech and they're in baby form. They're just like, oh, let me just fall, go way back and just like kind of spray and be all antsy and nervous. But she's actually surprisingly good at uh, fighting other heroes when in her baby form because her gun does so much DPS you can just hold it down and it's like a machine gun. And her hitbox is so small that dodging uh, shots and stuff like that is very easy so you just gotta keep moving. Kind of think like you're playing a tracer kind of how you have to keep moving around and jump around your your enemies you know? Absolutely. I also love that you call it baby diva form. Well I mean it makes sense, though, right? Yeah. I call her Naked Diva when I'm... <laughs> I scream, I'm a bit naked. more risque. Well, she is. But oh, yeah, have it's, you, it's... Have you heard this show? Yeah, well. But um, it's, it's cool, because like, sometimes when you're playing... Um, sometimes Lucio, or you know, when you feel it's necessary, sometimes you're playing Aggressive Mercy, or aggressive tracer, and it's just kind of funny because sometimes people just don't assume that you're going to do any damage, and so they kind of ignore you for other heroes. And naked diva or baby diva or whatever is exactly <laughs> like that because people will see you and they're like, oh, "Okay, she's not in her mech, whatever. I can just focus on Winston yeah. or something." So, you know, if you're bouncing around and people are turning a blind eye to you, because that happens sometimes. Yeah, it does. It's pretty awesome. 
um, you can get some wicked kills in and uh, bring your mech back up in no time. So definitely just be aggressive because like worst comes to worst, you're gonna get killed and then you're back in your mech anyway. So yeah, for sure. And uh, like it's the most frustrating thing. Like let's say you're playing Roadhog or Junkrat or someone who has very tricky guns to aim, and there's just a diva, baby diva, naked diva, just running around you. Oh, oh, it's so <laughs> bad. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the other night I got some really awesome hits in as Naked Diva on another Diva in her mech because I was just running around her, like really close, just running around and around, and she was spinning and she couldn't like catch me, <laughs> and it was just, and then I popped her out of her mech, and by that time I was back in my mech, and it's <laughs> pretty awesome. Yeah, um, with uh, her mech form, uh, just another tip to add, you need to get like, I'm sure, uh, this knows a lot about this is you need to be like in people's faces to do like reasonable damage because her guns have a very wide spread so use your boost to your advantage by boosting towards someone and that does a little bit of damage then you can melee them as well and then you can start doing damage and her guns do headshots so you need to be aiming for your heads aiming for their heads when you're up close Absolutely, and it really is quite satisfying to just like boost into an entire group of enemy team and just like fly, fly everywhere. Yeah, just mix them all up a little bit because that's like that's what Diva does. <laughs> like she just like bothers the hell out of people. So, yep. All right, so let's move on to Roadhog. I don't have a lot of experience with him, but I know you two do. So, educate me. Oh God! First, everyone, you know, it was Bastion. And then everyone complained about McCree and then Widowmaker, and I've started to complain about Roadhog now, because I feel like he needs some nerfing. He has a ridiculously high health pool, a ridiculously high DPS, um, a heal that basically heals half of his health on a six second cooldown, and he's, he's, a, he's pretty wild. Um, very good against other tanks. For example, you're playing against the Reinhardt, he has his shield up. The moment he drops his shield down, you can just drag him over to you, and since you're at point-blank range with him, and he's a giant man, you do ridiculous amounts of DPS to him, and he's basically instantly dead. Yeah. Um, really, the same story with every other hero when playing Roadhog. When you hook someone, <laughs> they're probably going to be dead. Yeah. Definitely. So, the only um, issue when hooking people is... Uh, if you don't have any ammo in your gun and it's really awkward because you just grab him <laughs> and then you just like all right i guess i'm gonna melee you and reload and then they're already far away and i'm just gonna th hug that's... you yeah, yeah it'd be funny if there's much. like an emote where he just like awkwardly kisses you Ooh. when he pulls you in and then lets you go and you're like uh. yeah <laughs> gives you like a sloppy kiss yeah. debuff or something <laughs> that's that's probably a fan fiction somewhere <laughs> Definitely. But um, my tip for Roadhog is um, your alt is not going to do damage in open spaces because his uh, gun goes out in a fan type of way. So think of it as if they're closer to you, you're going to be doing more damage because more of your little shrapnel bits are going to be hitting them. Mm -hmm. So if you want people dead, try and do it indoors because if you're like point-blank range with a Reinhardt and you alt, He's like almost instantly dead because it's just so much DPS up close. That's one of the reasons why he's a pretty good uh, combo with 
Zarya because she can shield you and then you can hook people and you can also with her bubble that she puts on the ground that brings everyone towards people and yeah. you all those people aren't going anywhere so you can just like stand in front of them and they're all going to instantly die hot damn for sure but uh I don't know Roadhog he isn't really a, a tank he doesn't do anything to really help his teammates he's more of a bodyguard uh, I guess just to like protect your supports and stuff like that from the enemy team. Well, he can guard my body anytime with that big Audi oh, of his. For sure, I just want to su- suck on. Uh, all right, let's um, just want to suck on it. But um, one of the problems Roadhog has is that all of his health is just normal health. So the issue people find is. The enemy team gets there all a lot more quicker because you're just this giant mass of health that people can poke at, and then the giant mass of health will just he'll he'll just heal himself up, and you can keep shooting at him, and you'll get your alt in no time. So that's one of the problems with Roadhog. You kind of need a it's it's nice to stand in front of people and just absorb all the bullets, but sometimes you gotta fall back a bit because that's not the best idea. Also, do remember that his uh. His ult has a knockback, so if you are on the, any of those great maps that have places where you can knock people off and have um, environmental kills, I've seen him knock three, four people off at a time, just ulting at just the right moment from just the right side, and everybody just goes flying because there's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> yeah. he's That ult can be used to do damage, or it can be great like uh, crowd control, where you can just blow everyone away off cliffs and off objectives and have your team go in and start uh, taking the objectives while you're just cleaning everyone off. That shit. It's also really frustrating when you get caught up against a wall during that, because there's nowhere you can go. <laughs> yeah. Um, a good combo with him is Lucio, where he can just amp up your speed, and then you're just like this barreling, this like machine gun that can just charge towards people because you're going so fast. Kind of like McCree and his all that we discussed uh, on the first episode of this. Yeah. I just, uh, I always find myself going for the enemy Roadhog. Just something about him makes me want to hit him. I don't know. Yeah, he's, a, like... he's a big target. I think for me it's like the sounds he makes. Just like the wheezing and the coughing and they, the laughing they turn and you the on? jingling. No. You too. What? What? Let's move on oh, to I Winston. I want that one mana. Okay, sure. <laughs> Winston is one of my absolute favorites. Like, I've been playing him. He's, somebody said the other day, it might have been you or Salvin or somebody said that you've got to find a hero that you can just switch to when things aren't going well and you're just sucking and you just, you need to, you know, do do something. And uh, Winston is that for me, I think. Um, he's just, uh, I think his gameplay isn't so complicated, but it's also like, it's it's the typical Blizzard thing. It's like easy to play, hard to master, and I think I'm I'm starting to get you know into my Winston. Oh day. yeah. Um, but on 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 Winston, I've had my most kills. Um, so take that as you will. So um. I think that means you're good at him. I think I'm getting good, getting good scrib. <laughs> get good. Scrib. Always what I like to see. <laughs> but um, Winston, he is great at ambushing the enemy team he is just godlike at killing supports and squishy targets 
The oh, yeah. thing with Winston is you need to be patient. You can't just be charging in the groups, because when you run the other tanks or beefier heroes, you're screwed. Your little shocky taser gun is going to do nothing to them, and they'll just destroy you. So you need to be picking your targets wisely and using your jumps to your advantage to single out certain people, and you can use this with your barrier. Dare I say that when playing Winston, you need to use... Gorilla Tactics? <laughs> oh! oh man. <laughs> My sides. <laughs> but uh yeah, he's uh great at deleting other uh squishier heroes. Oh yeah. He's he's the perfect uh hero for people who don't like to aim or are that they find aiming difficult because He's more about positioning and strategy and dancing in and out of your bubbles away from enemy fire and stuff like that rather than yeah. aiming at people. Oh, definitely. Okay, stop monkeying around and give us your tip. <laughs> Alright. So, for uh, Winston, let's say you're playing a King of the Hill map, you're on Elios, yeah, and uh, it's going into overtime and your, point and your team needs you at the point right now. So what you can do is right out of spawn you can jump and if you activate your alt, your jump instantly comes off cooldown, so you can be double jumping into the air and getting to the point two That's times as quicker. And then you can be there monkeying around and pushing people off cliffs <laughs> and all that good stuff Winston's alt does. It doesn't do that much damage, Winston's alt, but no. if you get people in corners or throw them off cliffs is when you can start doing some real damage. Yeah, and it's really easy, like, even if you just need to wrestle some jimmies. Uh. <laughs> but yeah, just to, like you can run in and disperse people pretty quick with your alt, and that leaves room for everybody else to come run in and capture the point. So that's what I usually find myself doing with mine. So if yeah. I'm understanding your tip correctly, understand you're saying I can I can use my leap and then midair alt and leap again. Yes. Okay, that's that's freaking cool. And also, when he's in his alt form, his jetpack is at a two-second cooldown, I believe. So, let's say you're getting pushed off a cliff, and you're Winston, you can just keep jumping and jumping and jumping and try to get back over the <laughs> cliff if some Lucia's being a jerk to you. That's awesome. You also gave me a really good tip when I first started playing Winston, because uh, I kept jumping in and then dying. You know, I was just like, I don't, I don't get this. I don't get this tank. I don't understand how this is supposed to work. I jump in and drop my shield, my bubble, if you will, and then I would proceed to basically die. Um, and I was like, well, how is it I see you and like other, so many other people just like launching in there and just creating mayhem, um, but when I do it, I die. And you explained to me <laughs> very calmly, very, very nicely that, and you, you touched on this basically earlier, but for anybody who's new to him, you, you jump in, you drop your bubble, and then you, the people who are shooting at you cannot hit you when you are on the opposite side of that bubble from them. So you can step into it, and if they're shooting you from the outside, they won't hit you. But you'll be hitting them with your little electrical gun. And then if they try to come in after you, you just step out of it. And then they're inside and you're outside, and you're still hitting them the whole time. But they're, you know, as long as you're on opposite sides, you're not being hit. And obviously, that shield doesn't last for very long, so then you just use your jump to jump back out. Exactly. It's all about disruption and having them focus on you rather than your team so your team can push in and for you to grab a couple of kills. Monkey meat shield. 
Exactly. It's just sometimes the monkey meat shield has problems when running into like reapers and roadhogs and McCrees and all the guys that have nasty DPS. Yep. <laughs> yep, but he does really well because a lot of those guys, like a reaper, isn't generally in the background backline. He's usually trying to get into the opposite team's backline. So meantime, you're back in their backline, taking out their healer over and over, or you know, causing mayhem. And uh, and then you know, like you said, the more they focus on you, the less they're both pushing in and being on point or doing any other. You know, if you've got them chasing you down hallways on Route 66, then they're not on the payload. For sure. Being a distraction and dragging people away is always useful. Okay, now let's talk about the opposite of that. The guy who is not good at being a distraction. The guy who's good at being front and center and always out in the open. Basically the only tank in the game. <laughs> Reinhardt. My boy Reinhardt? Your boy Reinhardt! Yeah! Alright, so... Reinhardt is the meat and potatoes, he is the glue, he is the thing that will make your team actually do things. Um, and a lot of competitive Overwatch tournaments, like he is basically a requirement just because of how good he really is with his shield. Um, yeah, he's really great at pushing and making sure that your team gets to the point not suffering any damage. Of course, you have your Reinhardt players that are like, I'm just going to charge into the group, not help my team, and I'll kill that McCree, but all my team will die because I'm playing stupid and charging in. I'm helping. <laughs> exactly. I don't, I don't know why you bring up this. Why, why did you bring <laughs> up this, this example? Understand? I don't know why. I don't know anybody who would do such a thing. Eh, I don't know. You see some people do it, but... I don't know. I think in Overwatch, generally, you have to get into the mindset that sometimes you have to make decisions that aren't necessarily what you want to do, but you kind of have to. So yeah. resisting the temptation of, I'm only going to play Genji and do that, or I'm going to play Reinhardt, but I'm going to play attacking Reinhardt and never use my shield. <laughs> you know? I love attack Reinhardt. But Reinhardt's very good for eliminating uh, a lot of snipers like Hanzo and Widowmaker because he can just create a shield for his friends. He's also good when comboing with Bastion, as I think we've all seen. Oh yeah. Uh, Dude, fuck that combo. Yeah, I know, right? Unless we're playing it, in which case it's the best combo ever. <laughs> it, exactly, right? <laughs> but where Reinhardt starts to struggle is with tank killing type of heroes again reaper just because he does so much dps when breathing on people's faces and then he can just you know click his gun like and then you're dead instantly but uh also with mccree he's pretty uh effective against reinhardt because he can throw his flash above his shield and then stun him and then the whole enemy team can start shooting at you and that's not fun no but um with his alt i find again same with Winston, that patience is very important when using it. Waiting until the enemy team is lined up and it's a perfect moment for you to use it. Uh, it has a surprising range. Uh, Reinhardt's alt, like it can go like 10 yards in front of you probably. It's, it's pretty cheap sometimes, but it's great for when, let's say you're pushing towards an object uh, objective 
and you get right on top of it, and then you can all, and then they're all stunned, and then your team, who's been sitting behind you, hopefully, hopefully they are, um, <laughs> can start cleaning up the mess. Again, a lot of people not realizing that Reinhardt has a shield where everything in front of you won't, you won't take damage from it, but... Uh, That's the most frustrating. PTSD. To like, it's like, he's like, I will shield you. Join me, my friend. <laughs> exactly. And then there's nobody there, and you're like, great, I'm just going to slowly back out of all of this yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, because people just, uh, you know, some people understand their roles. Like, a Genji needs to be up in there taking out turrets and, like, taking out snipers and such because he is the, the king of um, the anti-snipes in backline, right? But mm -hmm. that means that you're one less person pushing toward the point. And that's that's okay, because he's doing his job. But that means that you need your soldier with you, under the shield, shooting things. Mm -hmm. Not off in a side room or chasing the Winston. Or <laughs> yeah. And that brings up the good point of team composition in the game and having a whole bunch of flankers like Reaper or McCree or Widowmaker. People that aren't going to benefit as much from bat or from a Reinhardt shield is where you need to be looking at changing heroes either for the people who are playing attack characters or the tank character. Maybe if you're a team full of flankers you can start playing as Winston who can also get in there and help the flankers flank the flanks. You know? <laughs> Yeah, I think uh, I think team composition is what, um, well, in my experience, most people have struggled with. Just when you're doing quick play and playing with pugs and stuff like that, and I think there's a there's a sort of a a divide between people who are just, you know, just wanting to play what they feel like they wanna, and then people who actually want to win and get like pissed off at those other people and are trying really hard, and then those two personalities clash and. You, you've been playing Mercy this whole time, and you're like, I'm just gonna find another team. Um, um, bye. Yeah, hopefully, um, when competitive comes out, it probably won't, but when competitive comes out, hopefully people can all get in the mindset of, you're not here to be a Hanzo main, you're here to help the team. So, hero switching and stuff like that is very important. Yeah. Yeah, and if you're a really good Hanzo, your time will come at some point when the team needs a really good Hanzo, but for the time being, just hop on Lucio and help us out. Yeah, that's why um, when, uh, so Fist and I are at a semi-similar MMR, and when we play together, it's interesting because you'll either have people who get it or who don't, and you can tell who doesn't because they just keep throwing themselves at the same wall over and over, and what I mean by that is, you know, choosing the same character over and over or choosing another character because they just either like that one or feel like playing that one or whatever. But you can see the choices outright that they have nothing to do with comp or, um, you know, countering somebody from the other team. Because uh, you'll see somebody pick something that's absolutely useless against what you're already up against. And so it's really frustrating when you're on something like a payload push. And I've been on Reinhardt and... We're not getting very far because I keep getting killed all the time because my none of my team is around me and maybe Fist is trying to heal me on Reinhardt, but the two of us keep getting killed because we're the only ones on the payload and nobody's defending the payload, so it's not moving. And then you realize, well, it's because we're all, all getting mowed down by that, that Bastion that nobody's countering who's up on the building and he's just mowing us down. And so you're like, all right, well, if, if nobody else is going to do it, now I have to switch to, to Genji. And if I'm the one who's switching to Genji, then, then there's nobody on the payload. So... <laughs> Yeah. Sometimes it's frustrating because 
people forget that there's an objective to the map, not just the run out and kill each other idea. Yeah, I find that a lot of the time I find myself like, if we're not doing good at that objective, I'm always yelling at other teammates, but I honestly don't really know if they're being effective or not, and that's when I wish this game really had some sort of point system, some sort of scoreboard that we could look at and see who's being effective and not just like these hidden stats that the game doesn't show you. Of course, this is a discussion for another time, I think, but I don't know. It just gets frustrating when you don't know if you're the problem in the team because you're not doing anything effectively, or if it's Joe Schmo, Hanzo over there that's not doing anything. Yeah. Well, competitive play is supposed to come out um, this month, at the end of this month, and uh, apparently a lot of um, personal details will be um, completely public to who you're playing with. So um, I guess we'll have to wait and see the extent of everything that we're going to be able to find out about each other when we're playing competitively. So Yeah. Did you guys see the gold guns that they released? Yes! Oh my god, gold oh, guns! gosh. We're back to Call of Duty, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. Zarya. Zarya, yeah. She is, um, she is a great off-tank. I recommend having another tank with her because the two can combo together extremely well. Let's see, let's say you have a Winston. He's jumping in, he's doing his monkey business. You can shield him so he can be getting even more and more aggressive because he has the shield on him. Let's say you got a Reinhardt. He can charge in, you can shield him, he's doing damage. You, you got a Roadhog. He's, he cook people. They can't do any damage to you because they got a shield. Zarya basically works with every single tank and generally hero in the game because she is a god. <laughs> at uh, at teamwork, so using your shields effectively and not being like, oh, hi, uh, Symmetra, that's sitting in a house. Let me shield you for no reason. When you should be using your shields for, let's say, there's the junk rat outside that's being very aggressive and just bombing everyone. You can put a shield on him so he can survive. You know? Yeah, totally. And uh, in the options menu. You can turn on health bars for Soldier 76 for his bi bionic uh, heal. Is that what bionic it's called? Field. Biotic field. Yeah, you can turn on health bars for him and for Zarya. So you can look at your teammate's health and realize, hey, that Reinhardt's over there is almost dead. Let me shield him so he can survive. And yeah. I find that to be very useful when playing her. Dude, that's a huge tip. Thanks for me into that i didn't know about that and as soon as i did i immediately started saving asses left and right with zarya yeah totally she is i've i've had a, a romance with her for the past two days um just playing her exclusively it's been it's been pretty bad but <laughs> it, it the thing is like it's never a bad thing to play zarya i'm finding like the only time when it's like, I should not be playing Zarya right now, is when they have a lot of long-range characters like Widowmaker and Hanzo, because you have your short-ranged laser laser beam, and your your volley ability, and those aren't very wrong, those aren't really long-ranged abilities. Right. But, yeah, her, um... Her particle cannon is one big, heavy, long, effective <laughs> piece of machinery, but, uh... You know, um, but I mean, you know, the the short range hits really hard. Actually, it hits surprisingly hard 
and it's just like a you know a, a sustained beam but you have to be pretty close up for it right it's 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 misleading because that beam extends pretty far but it doesn't really hit very hard for very far mm-hmm. and i find that using her beam opposed to her uh, volley ability is very useful for slower moving targets because you can track them a lot easier if you have a lucio just running around you tracking them with your particle beam is very difficult and that's when you want to start using your volley ability so you can start knocking them around and displacing them and it just gets with practice just practicing uh aiming your volleys being predictable like you would with Farah, uh to hit your targets yeah the frustrating thing for me when i first started with her because she was she was one of the ones i was the most excited about when the game started and uh again just like with some of these um less straightforward um heroes um, I just didn't take to her right away like I, I hoped I would. Um, and it's just because, you know, there's there's a there's a way of going about this. And her shield is powerful because it'll block all kinds of great things from other players. But it's very, very, very short. So you have to use it when the damage is coming out, not in anticipation of the damage. Yeah, I've totally had moments where I'll... I'll get into the habit of right instantly when I get in the combat, I'll shield up, and when the shield goes down, that's when the enemy will notice me and start shooting at me. So you need to yeah. get into the rhythm of, all right, you're shooting at me, you're shooting at me, all right, now I'm going to activate it, and basically catch them and force them to shoot at you, causing your energy to go up, making your damage go up, and just becoming a god at 100 damage. Oh, it's so beautiful. <laughs> But uh, back to the discussion about shields, um, I find that there's just so many ways that you can help your team. I, uh, when playing with uh, my boy Selvian, and he's playing that Torbjorn life, I can just <laughs> body block in front of his turret. So basically stand in front of it, activate my shield. The turret will still be shooting through me, but I can just block all the incoming damage. Also using it when people are ulting, like you say you have a Farah, and they're always going to die when ulting, so if you throw a shield on them, they're going to be protected, and they can actually start doing some damage. Oh, and just, we haven't even talked about her ult, like, I could just, oh, I love her right now. <laughs> I love her. I have, like, five hours on her in the past, like, two days, like, oh. <laughs> but her ult, um, I find that uh, using the, the social wheel, that everyone when you hold down C you can see it and telling everybody that your ultimate is ready yeah um, you can use that to notify your team that hey I'm gonna use it right now okay guys and sometimes you'll get those awesome teammates that will also tell you that their ultimate is ready and you kinda get like this this connection you know telepathic connection that you guys are totally gonna do this right now and uh, it's always beautiful when you combo with a Hanzo or a Farah and their whole team just gets wiped. Ugh. Hell yeah. Even when you're just like, I've been playing Lucy a lot lately, and just like when Zarya does that, I always make sure to like zip on over on my skates, get a few shots in too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, tickle them a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> let, let me have a piece of this this fat money cake. <laughs> maybe maybe skate in, do a knockback, because they're not going anywhere anyway. Yeah. Just, fuck you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> get some headshots in. Like, yeah. she's just... Oh, she's so good. And yeah. you don't even have to use your ultimate, like, before somebody else uses theirs. So let's say you have a Farah that's ulting the enemy team. 
you can throw down your shield while she's still doing that. Or, not, excuse me, not your shield, your ult, and it'll group everyone up, and then they'll be dead as well. Also using it to get people off of objectives. Like, she has such a high skill cap where you can be using all these all these abilities and communicating with your team, and it, it just becomes... Amazing, especially when you're playing with friends and you're in voice together, and you and you can yeah. say, "Hey, I'm gonna run up to the uh, the control point, and I'm gonna ult through the wall. Everybody shoot at the wall in a moment." Holy Christ! Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, um, her ult it connects to anything it touches. So let's say that there's a Pharah up in the sky, and you can use your ult. And it will connect towards her, and it will stay up in the sky. It's not that useful, but you can use this effectively by, let's say you're on Lijong Tower, in that one map where... How do I describe this? The one map where there's the bridges? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yep. And the white room on the other side? Yeah. You can, uh, when the enemy team is rushing in, you can use your alt against the wall that's uh, by the giant cliff in the ground. And you can stick that against the wall. It will grab the whole enemy team and grab them over to the wall. And then when your alt fades, they're all falling to their death. <laughs> it's beautiful. <sighs> and just advanced stuff like that. Of course, some heroes can get it out of your alt. Uh, Widowmaker can with her grapple hook. Genji can. Really? Yeah. Uh, but for some reason, Farah can't with her with her rock or for, with her uh, jump jet thing. She can't, but. You know a little string that Widowmaker pulls herself by? Oh yeah, she can get out of it. <laughs> That's not fair. Can Reinhardt um, rock it out of it? Yes. Oh. So can Diva, I believe, with her boost. But oh, shit. this is always things that you have to keep in mind. So let's say you see uh, a Diva user boost, then you can be like, alright, I should alt her now, because she's not going to have a plan to escape. Also, using this to counter uh, other like supports, like Lucio, let's say that he sound barriers, you can be like, alright, well I know he's not going to have a sound barrier to counter my alt when I use it on everyone, so I can use it now. So keeping mental notes about who has what up, and just audio cues, and listening to stuff, and observing stuff like that, is key when playing anybody, but especially Zarya. So the long and short of it is, got to get her rhythm down, but once you do, you're going to have a lot of fun. Holy Christ. Totally. She just becomes a monster when she, reach, when she reaches 100 energy. And she can just start deleting kids, you know? <laughs> <laughs> There's one thing we like. It's deleting kids. Hey, look. Understand, thanks again uh, for yet another edition of Just the Tip with Understand. Uh, we're really enjoying yeah, yeah. these. I think it's helping a lot of people out. You're, in, you're single-handedly helping us all mm-hmm. get better, buddy. Mm-hmm. Thank you. No problem, no problem. That's what I like to do. Wait, wait, hold on. Before we stop this, I have another tip for Zarya because I have a lot of them. Okay. <laughs> you can uh, you can boost jump with her volley ability. So you can look at the ground, and then you can right-click and jump, and you'll get the higher elevations. I recommend looking at videos about it. That sounds awesome. It does. Do you have a lot of great yeah, tips like that? Yeah, and you have a new Zarya video that you've created as well. That I we do. Will that we everyone will put that into see. the show notes. At youtube.com slash platinum monkey. Watch all my videos, <laughs> like them, subscribe, <laughs> comment. See you next week with healers. Support. On next the week fun episode ones. of 
Uh, just the tip, but understand. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. LB Newsline. News you can use, unless you refuse. Happy Midsummer Fire Festival! And to you as oh, well. Thank you. So last week, um, obviously the best part of last week was um, the Q&A. The Legion Q&A. Why, yes. With uh, a certain Mr. Hesikostis and, you know, some other people. Who's that? Um, He is probably, no, definitely, like, the most attractive Blizzard employee. And they're all pretty, you know, they're all... They're all pretty hot. They're all pretty hot. But, I'm uh, a lawyer! But, yeah. It might be it might be the Harvard degree. It might be those icy blue eyes. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> He's just on blue steel at all times? Yeah, he is. Yeah, so what, what happened on this Q&A? Um, so I wrote down some really, really quick recaps because I know that we all watched it, but just in case you missed it. I didn't actually watch it. Oh, well, great. Um, so, so fill me in. I'm just, I'm just going to bullet point these. If you have any questions, I'll try to elaborate. Okay. And it's, it's, I didn't cover everything, but I got the, the, the meat of it. Okay. You know? The meat, the, the bullet. Meat. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so personal loot will be able to trade um, in Legion. Um if the item that you receive on personal loot isn't an upgrade or equal to whatever you have, it will be tradable. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, so personal loot is tradable, but not everything. Right. Just if it's not an upgrade. Yes. That's cool. Yeah. Um, apparently, um, leveling for healer specs will be improved. Interesting. Somehow. I wonder how they're going to do that. No idea. Um, they recognize, again, that content drought is a problem, yet they still can't rush the expansions. They're, they're going to try, but they're doing their best. Okay. So I think, like, we're all in this, you know, wad content drought right now. Um, and I think what I think is that the more people who are vocal about content drought are the people who have already done everything. And yeah. I think the people that, you know, don't get to play as much as we do have IRL things to worry about or yeah. don't have an active guild... Or what have you. Um, this is their their catch up time, and I don't think that it gets said enough that you know some people really do need a year and a bit or two yeah. years to to get the full effect of the game. So sure, you know this isn't bad for everybody, and and you, you kind of have to think of it that way. And and also like Blizzard is refusing to fix this problem simply because they don't want to compromise their integrity, and you know as. As lame as that can be for somebody who just wants to play WoW, um, you know, you have to at least respect that, you know? They're yeah. not they're not serving us shit. They're not giving us just, like, little patch, little patch, little patch. Yeah. It's like when people buy the mini cupcakes as opposed to, like, the actual normal-sized cupcakes, and they're like, oh, it's fun, they're minis. <laughs> it's like, I fucking... What am I supposed to do now? Do I eat, like... What is this shit? Do I eat three of them? <laughs> or do That's I eat better. one and try to be happy? No, this isn't... This isn't good. I wanted a whole cupcake. Okay. I'm going to play devil's advocate on here for a second. Okay. But just for a second. Okay. And keeping in mind that I'm a Blizzard fanboy. Right. I, I'm coming from the perspective that I want this to get better. Okay. And I'm not complaining. Well, I'm, I'm complaining a little bit, but I feel like it's in a, in, a, in a critique and positive manner. And so bear with me for a second. Okay. For its own good, for the length of this game, for the future of the game... They gotta start making it move faster. It's got to. I have to. I have to side with them on the on uh, in terms of not compromising. I, I believe in that. 
they I think the fact that they've not done that has been what's kept the game at the quality level that they and and people are going to disagree about that about the quality level. Obviously, we are on the side that thinks so because yeah. we made a damn show about the whole thing, right? Mm. So, um, you know the the fact that they are are keeping that in mind is great, but the company as a whole is getting bigger. The teams are getting larger and stronger. The money's gotten bigger and bigger, and has only kept getting bigger, and it's yeah. only is expanding. So, <clears throat> from a business perspective, I'm going business on you here for a second. Oh, you ready? Jesus. Here we go. From a business perspective, if you want your product to continue, you have to amp it up. You can't stick with the old, with the old same old okay. same old. Okay. And what I mean by same old same old, so just let me finish that thought before you <sighs> before you jump in. That what I mean by same old same old is not that they're giving us the same content because it's not about that. And people who would complain about that are people who have clearly not been playing this game long enough to realize that there are certain patterns to a game. Yeah. I'm not complaining about that. What I'm complaining about is if if the majority of your players are moving through at a certain pace, you have to recognize that that is your limit. When you get to the point now where your most diehard fans, the people who go out and create content about this, are starting to move into other things, even though in this case it's all just other Blizzard things, yeah. which is not bad for them, um, because we maintain our subs, which is still awesome. So awesome. But you know, it's not as fun as it was. It's not as engaging as it was. There's nothing new and all those sorts of things. So I'm coming from a place of someone who wants this to continue, who wants it to succeed. So I'm saying they got to move it along faster. They okay. got to find a way to do it. Okay. Um, I disagree with all of that. <laughs> okay. Three points. All right. One. Um, shit, I forget. Uh, two. <laughs> <laughs> Strong outing. Thank you. Um, you know, it, it would be, um, it has been in the past more difficult for me to deal with content drought because I basically only play WoW. Yeah. I am, I just play WoW. Yeah. It, it consumes me. And it doesn't consume me as much when there's less content, but um, Blizz is, like you said, expanding, and if I can't play well, I can still play other Blizz stuff, so that's something, at yeah, least. Definitely. And obviously people fucking love plus. Overwatch, so... Yeah, that's a huge plus. So that's a plus, and, and so that's probably number one. Number two, yes, they can afford more people to work on this game. Yes, they could probably throw money at this problem, but I think... You know, just hiring every blue-collar engineer and game dev and whatever, just, like, hiring all those people to fix, fix air quotes, this problem would kind of, not sully, but dilute the rich flavor of Warcraft, you know? Like, the people who have been making this such, like, a unique experience, like, I don't want, I don't want more people in mm. on this. I want... The same amount of people. Yeah. I just, I want, I want, I want it to be great. It's like when you're waiting for cheese to age, and it's like, <laughs> I know it's going to be delicious now, but if I wait six years, this cheese will be even more delicious. When is the last time you waited for cheese to age? I don't know. <laughs> but I'm just saying. Okay. If I was like a cheese farmer or something. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> and, I get it. I get it. Okay. Um, And I don't remember my third point, but... I just, this happens every year, you know, and it's just something that you have to accept. This but, is, this is part of the game. But if this is what happens every year, how can you be okay with it? Even if you want this beautiful thing to continue, which we, I think we all do. Like, I think we're all of the same mind about that. We all want the thing that we love the most, the thing that's the, the core of all of Blizzard to me and to you, obviously. Yeah. We want that to not only continue but succeed and get stronger and get bigger and get better 
Like I don't I don't see how they can do that at the same pace. People are getting bored. They can't. And I don't I don't want that to happen. I'm I'm it's, saying this out of love because I don't want it to happen. I, I know, want but, I want people to stay engaged. I want people to keep playing. But they always we want but to. they always do, you know? It's always the same. It's always the same. It's always just Yeah. And I remember my, I know there's the ebb and flow. I remember my third point. The third right. point is this game has been going for 11 years because you can literally never run out of things to do in it. That's true. It This game is entirely what you make of it. Yeah. There are millions of hours that you could be doing anything. Yeah. You know, so... But I feel bad for the people who, who miss out on the social part because that's... When, when like, put everything else aside, it, if you take the content out completely for a moment and say that this is a sandbox game where you just play the same things that already exist and that's all you ever do, and then you play different pieces of it if you want, if that's all it was ever going to be ever again, we would still have a lot of fun in it because we've got a lot of really great friends and a lot of really great people and other podcasters and fans and just friends we meet randomly doing one activity or another, just people that we meet because we have made this a social outlet. We've made this a social experience. And, well, honestly, Warcraft has made this a social experience for us. But we've just really latched onto that piece. Whereas the people I know who show up and kind of do things mechanically and just get things done and then leave... They don't enjoy it as much. Well, mm-hmm. not all of them. That's Some their of them problem. That's their problem. I know, but like talk, I said, this when I'm game... talking about longevity, longevity as far as like keeping things going, the social aspect is really important to that. It is, and I know that when there's a content drought, there's less people, but there are always people. Yeah. Always. It's true. This game is what you make of it. You can you can go out and talk and trade chat and make a group or go onto the group finder and find people and it's introduce true. yourself. That's yeah, true. So and things like open raid do. I just. With what Ian said about, like, how they know it's a problem, how they're, you know, trying to fix it. They're always trying to fix the problems. Yeah. But they're just not willing to compromise their integrity. I respect that, and I accept it. I respect it as well. <clears throat> I want to challenge them on it to do better, because I know they can. And I don't, because I'm happy just the way it is. <laughs> okay, tangent over. Um, <laughs> okay, so they were talking about... Uh... Um, apparently, Thalgernath will not be released in, la- in a later patch, because they had a better idea. Great. All right. That's that's really great. Yeah. Um, like, oh, Titan didn't happen? Oh, but Overwatch happened. Yeah, exactly. Uh, content to uh, Suramar during Legion. Yes, more of that story to tell. So, Sweet. excellent. Um, Valor might come back in Legion, maybe. Uh, time walking is sticking around, and there will be weekly events still. Um, they're changing them up a little, though. Obviously, we aren't going to be using Apexis Crystals anymore in right. Legion. So they're changing that, I believe, to a um, reputation boost week. Sweet. Which is fucking awesome. Oh, hell yeah. There's all kinds of reps I want to increase. Uh, yeah. So um, apparently when Legion drops, they're going to be taking the bonus weeks out for about four weeks just so we can get, you know, our fill of Legion. And then they're going to be bringing them back. And they said that they really like them. They're looking for ways to improve them and make them more fun. So nice. That's awesome. Um, the uh, legendary ring will get nerfed. The ring quest will be removed eventually. So Sure. Um, Makes sense. They're going to let you know like how long you have if you're like in the middle of it, if you haven't started it. So, um, yeah. Um, I'm assuming it'll be long enough that you can start it if you've decided. You, if you yeah. haven't until now and if you, you haven't, try and do it. If you haven't, do it now just in case. Just, just get it over with. So yeah, it was a really great Q&A, and apparently um, they're going to be doing them weekly for a little while. Nice. Um, this week, um, I think on Thursday, they're going to be doing a Professions Q&A. Very cool. And there's a hashtag that you can use on Twitter. I think it's uh, Legion Q&A if you want to ask questions. So uh, yeah, I don't... I I, uh, I tweeted at Ian. You know, oh yeah? 
asking him if he'd be a part of this week's Q&A, but he didn't answer me. So. Oh, gotcha. Because he's really busy. Yeah, yeah, totally. T- totally. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, um, and quickly, there's been an update to the current mobile authenticator app. So Nice. It's been streamlined. You mean the Corehound app? The yeah, the when you get an authenticator on your account, you get the Corehound puppy mount. Yay. I mean pet. So that's awesome. He's but so um, awesome. He's such he's a great pet. Really cute. But they've streamlined it. So basically, I've never had an authenticator before. Honestly, just because it, it just seemed like a huge hassle to me. Yeah, um, it kind of was. It was. But now you download it for free. Obviously, you log in, and then there's a big round button in the middle. Okay. And it'll log you out when you download the app and sign up for it. Of your Battlelin account. Okay. Then you go and sign in on it online, and the button, it goes, blink, is this cool? And you press the big round button, and then you're in. Nice. That's it? That's it. Sweet. Yep. And you can get notifications. I know. And you can get notifications um, that pop up every time somebody or you log into your account. And I don't know about you, but, like, I always am logged into my Battle.net account. Like, there's hardly ever a time when I'm not logged in. So, you know, I'm not going to have to press this button very often. Yeah. Um, But it's way better than putting in the codes. It's just so nice. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Because those codes were... You know, those codes were long for a reason. Yeah, but really nice. For security, but yeah, they were rough. Yeah. So, that's um, great. Yeah, but it's got some some options. If you liked entering the codes, you can still do that. But I would really suggest it. Um, it's just, you know. You know, I got rid of mine ages ago because the codes, because I was logging in every single time and I yeah. didn't want to have to do the codes. So I haven't had my little Corehound pop for a long time and I'm excited to get them back. Yeah. So just look into it. Um, I really like it. I've tried it out. Um, so yeah, easy peasy. And finally, um, the Warcraft movie. Oh, yeah? What um, about it? It is the most successful video game movie of all time now. Spectacular. Yes. Um, and well-deserved. Very well-deserved. Um, as far as, like, m- m- like earnings and people going to see it, um, it's the most successful one of all time. You guys should have seen Fist and I in rubbernecking it in the theater, <laughs> trying our best to see Chris Metzen during that scene in the, when they walk through the... I just didn't see like, him. ...the Stormwind Marketplace. We were just like, oh, where is he? Oh, my God, where? Yeah. Oh, is that him? Is that him right there? No, no, that's not him. Didn't see him. But, uh, yeah, um, in the coming weeks, we're going to have a, a more in-depth discussion about the movie. We just wanted to wait a little while um, so everybody could see the movie first before we yeah. dive into some we've, spoilers. We've but, got some uh, ideas about how to talk about it, too, that might be a little different. Yeah, so just be the a same little old. different. Cheers, love. It's Overwatch News. Shit, this is going to be a long-ass podcast. Okay, so um, there's been a, a developer update with our friend Jeff Kaplan, who's awesome. looking very well rested. Finally, um, it's about time. I know he's so he cute. Be resting on his laurels of his awesome game. He should. Fuck, he should be like sleeping on a pile of money with women dressed like <laughs> tracers. <laughs> um, uh, can't stop thinking about it. Okay. <laughs> Um, but yeah, he's super cute, and I love the way he does these, um, dev updates, um, in a video. Yeah. It's just his face, and he's just talking, and he's so cute. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so, uh, like with the q and I've just got some bullet points in case you missed it. Okay. Um, but we'll have the link I to it in the show notes. I missed this one, too, so thank you. Great. Um, okay, so there's gonna be new skins and new maps sometime this year. Hell yes. Yay. They say that, um, they've got some new heroes in the pipe. Oh, yeah? Whatever that means. So, Did know. he say when? No, he didn't say when. Okay, fair enough. He didn't say any. He didn't say like when about the heroes, but later this year, definitely for the map. So okay. that's awesome. And uh, he cool, says, cool. 
They're working on um, improving quality of life features, um, like trying to improve um, uh, the absorbing, mo absorbing mode okay. for when you're watching people play um, for spectating and broadcasting purposes. Nice. Yes, so. Esports! Yeah, so what this dev um, thing was about was competitive playing. Um, they said beta competitive play wasn't competitive enough, so they okay. changed the season from one month to real world seasons, i.e. summer, fall, spring, winter. So okay. it's roughly four so, months-ish. Right. Um, so three months. Three and a half. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. All right, nice. Um, they've made some changes to assault, hybrid, and escort map formats. Um, he says there's no details on that soon because... Since this is all dropping at the end of this month, there's yeah. going to be loads of information coming at you. Sure. So he just wanted to let everybody know that that's going to be changed, um, and there's going to be details about that later. Gotcha. Um, they're going to try to minimize sudden deaths. That's great. Yes. Um, they've changed the assault map format to make them last longer. Okay, nice. Yeah, so that's good too. Um, there's no more tiers. Instead, they developed a skill rating based on your MMR. That goes from 1 to 100, and that will be visible to you as well as other competitive players and vice versa. Um, as well as team average skill rating and who are partied. So, Interesting. Yes, all these details are going to be completely public and visible to other competitive players. So Sounds like they're here, They're learning from some of the ranked play that they've issues they've had from Heroes. Okay. That's awesome. That's good, yeah. Um, and he basically summarized it by saying... You know, this is a new system, and if it comes out and it sucks, we hope everyone knows by now that we're responsive to player opinions, we monitor everything, and we're also playing this game ourselves, and we want what you want. That's cool. Yeah, so... That's an easy perspective to remember. They're also players of this game. Absolutely. So if it sucks, they're going to notice it sucks yeah. and work on it. Yeah, so like, before, I mean, I know that people who like go on the farm and complain about stupid bullshit don't listen to our show. None of you do that, but, you know... <laughs> If this comes out and it sucks, just relax. You know, they're going to yeah. fix it. Don't worry. And so. do remember, still go to the forums and complain. Just don't be a jerk. Yeah, don't be a jerk about it. Now it's time to talk about Heroes of the Storm. Because we know you can't stop talking about it either. Balance. Balance patch. A balance patch is balance, balance It's a balance patch. Oh, my God. Uh, it's, it's rather small, so I can run through these briefly. But um, uh, Kael'thas' Living Bomb has had the dot damage re reduced and the explosion at the end increased. So basically they're trying, the dev note was that they're trying to point him toward being more more of an AOE mm -hmm. type uh, hero and that we'll see more of those developments in the future. I love when the explosion at the end is increased. <laughs> uh, as for Chromie, her time trap mana was reduced, the range was increased, and the base health was increased. So oh, they, wow. they want you to use that more, they want you to be more creative with it, they want you to be more effective with it. Um, they want her to be, you know, feeling her time dragon ish stuff yeah crow me and then Rhaegar still too strong so <laughs> basic attack damage increased lightning shield damage increased chain heal decreased Ooh. they're trying to nerf him bits because he's still too strong they're trying to be more appealing about his damage to get you in there a little bit more right which is still just rough I mean because he is he's oh he's good <laughs> oh my god oh, still one of my favorites yeah you like him I love him you love him a lot we're besties I think it's time for some motherfucking shout-outs! Shout-outs, yay, yay! 
So this week I asked you, what are your nicknames for the Overwatch heroes? I'm so glad you asked that. That's a really good question. Thank you. Um, Spanky Hunter says, May is Frozen Bitch, Genji is Ninja Boy, Junkrat is Noob Tuber, Bastion is Fuck Fuck Fuck, and Tracer <laughs> is Druggy on Speed. Echelon CTR says, Our friends, six year old boys, Mel, Bastion, Ryan Hart, Jump Rabbit, and Windowmaker. Windowmaker! <laughs> and Ryan Hart. <laughs> That's adorable. Um, our friend Rel at Rel Wow says, Oh, and he's named them all. Bastard Robot, Cowboy Man, Ninja Man, Hip Hop Dude, Creepy Man, Shiny Healer, The Other Shiny Healer, <laughs> Floating One, Soldier, Arrow Dude, Sexy Lady, Sexy Robot Lady, Big Robot Man, uh, Bomb Dude, English Chick, Swedish Dwarf. I don't want to say lesbian pink. Yeah, fair enough. Um, do you have any nicknames? Um, yeah. My, my nickname for Bastion is, Get That Fucking Turret! Hmm. Which uh, I guess is a little confusing because my nickname for for Torbjorn is also get that fucking turret. <laughs> what about you? Um, just angry monkey for Winston when he's alting, yeah. and you know, um, angry monkey, angry, angry monkey, monkey. <laughs> and naked divas we talked about earlier. Oh, yeah, and, yeah. And fucking McCree. Fucking McCree. That's a normal one for me as well. Yeah, so that brings us to the end of the show. Um, I hope everybody's really enjoying all the Overwatch stuff. Um, just since we, you know, aren't, aren't getting into any uh, Legion beta details, um, it's, it's nice to have a bunch of Overwatch stuff to talk about. It is. There's um, a whole lot. And if you guys have any thoughts about how you'd like to see the show go or if you, if you feel like we're leaving anything out that we should yeah. be covering more, feel free to reach out. If you have any ideas for segments, feel free to reach out, even if you don't want to do them yourselves and you just want to give us the idea and yeah. let us go do it, you know. We're open to that. I think we showed on the live show that we're willing to do anything. The dance. Yeah. For our fans. Yeah. So just thank you guys for still being here during the content drought. Yes, the uh, content because drought. Because we're all still playing. We're all still playing strong. We oh, hope yeah. you are too. Playing well every day. Bye, Felicia. Hey, gang. We need your help. We're tagging this shitbox as a community-focused podcast, but so far it's just been us talking shit. We need you to give us stuff. Delicious content, like questions... Topics to cover, content segments, guild stories, emails, and disputes that need settling. We'll even get some shout-outs and accept your own podcast commercials for promotion. Gimme, gimme, gimme. Please. I understand there's a lull right now in Warcraft. I get it. And you want to play Heroes of the Storm. Okay, I got it. But whatever you do, do not spend another $20 on another worthless hero, okay? No one likes that time-traveling dragon anyway. It's a gnome. Nobody likes gnomes. All they do is bake cookies. Okay? Turns out that new gnome hero is broken. Meaning, not overpowered, but underpowered. Okay? I heard on this other podcast that they're trying really hard to work with her. But she's just unworkable. You can't train that. Okay, so stop spending money on Heroes of the Storm. If you're going to spend money, spend it on something else. Like, I don't know. Just don't use my credit card anymore, okay? Bye. Thanks for lagging balls together with us today. Here's where you can find and follow the show. 
Email us at laggingballs at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at laggingballs. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash laggingballs. Reblog our Tumblr at laggingballs.tumblr.com. And for YouTube and Google+, search for Lagging Balls Official until we have 500 followers and then we'll get a custom URL. Ooh, if you enjoyed the show, the easiest way to help the show is to rate us on iTunes and Stitcher. We truly appreciate it. Special thanks to bensound.com for all the music used on this show. And be sure to catch us next week on Lagging Balls! Lagging Balls.